1: Welcome to Sports Info UM on Voice America. This is Sam Sword, a member of the 1997 Michigan National Championship team. uh, Beat a tough Washington State team in the Rose Bowl. Uh, My co-host, Daryl, will be joining us shortly. Uh, You know, it's a great day in the sports world. Uh, Last night we had the closing ceremonies for the uh, Olympic Games. the last 17 days have been truly amazing uh, just watching some of our great American athletes and athletes from all over the world participate in the wonderful display put on by the Great Britons and uh, I just want to tip my hat to the to the women athletes uh, from the United States. you know a, lo- a lot of time uh, our female athletes are overlooked and uh, in this game, they took their place in history. They they would not be denied. And uh, when you're looking at the medal count, uh, the United States, uh, like I said last week, USA, USA, uh, we ended up with 104 medals. Uh, China had 88. Great, Great Britain had 65. And Russia ended up with 82. But our American women, they stood out. They did an outstanding job.
2: Tell me that Proposition 9 didn't work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Proposition 9 was uh, in its full effect. You know, uh, our women's had 58 total medals, uh, to our men, 45. So, uh, you Enough know, said. <laughs> only two countries had as many, our women had 29 gold medals, only two countries had... 29 or more medals, and that was China and uh, Russia. I think we got a phone call coming in. Let's see if we can hook up long
2: distance with Daryl Oliver. Are you there, Daryl? No, we still don't have the sound coming in. Um, let's try that. How about that, Daryl? Can you hear us? For some reason, we're not hooking up, so we'll try to figure that out.
1: We're, we're gonna to continue to talk about the amazing things that our, uh, U.S. women did. Uh, you know, we're, we're gonna touch on the men a little later in the show, but, uh, just, uh, just an amazing job, you know, uh, 29 goals to our men's 17, uh, medals, uh, a total of 58 to the men's 45s, but, uh, not only that, they had just some of the most memorable, uh, moments in, uh, in the games. If you, uh, I really don't know where to start, so I'm just gonna jump right in. And uh, you mentioned one before we started the show, and that was Missy Franklin. Missy Franklin, uh, the, the young swimmer, did a great job. She uh, she finished with five medals, and uh, in the process, uh, she set two world two world records along the way. And uh, you know, she just became really a global star, and uh, she did an outstanding job. And uh, also, you know, when you're just looking at the stories, uh. I was skimming through uh magazines and, and surfing the web and I, I came across uh Christi, Kristen Armstrong from uh, Boise, Idaho. She's a thirty-eight year old mom who uh she won gold in oh eight and she uh she rededicated herself and came out of retirement in two thousand eleven and started training and you know, she started uh she started cycling five hundred mile up to five hundred miles a week to prepare for the uh, 2012 Olympics and uh, she ended up winning a gold medal at the age of 38. And, uh, you know, just being able to share the moment with her young child, pulling them up, up on the podium, you know, that that, that was just amazing. And uh, you look at Serena Williams, she coming off a Wilmington victory. And, uh, she again, winning gold, you know, just um, just doing an outstanding job. And, and there's a lot of great stories that we can talk about. Well, uh, the
2: Olympics and the world now has a new sweetheart. You know who I'm talking about,
1: Gabby <laughs> Douglas. Gabby Douglas, uh, you know, she became the first African-American in clinch, the clinch goal in the uh, women's all-around gymnastics and the only woman to do so in the same year as uh, winning the team. So, uh, you know, that's just an amazing feat. You're talking about a young lady who moved away from home in the Virginia Beach area. She moved the, uh, to Iowa so she can train. And just being away from your family at such a young age, you know, that that just tells a lot about the family her family that allowed her to move away and then you got to you got to credit the family that took her in and loved her like she was their own kid and uh you know that that that's just uh, a a great story and uh she's going to do some wonderful things you know her first stop was the Kellogg's cornflakes box so uh <laughs> she she's not wasting any time Man. taking advantage of her uh, her new her newfound uh, stardom mm-hmm. and then uh you know you talk about the women's basketball team you know they haven't been they've only been beaten once in the last 54 uh Games and uh you know their fifth straight Olympic gold medal and they pretty much just dominated you know there wasn 't a lot of close games it was victory was never in doubt, so uh you know it 's just the stories they just go on and on and on they really do, and
2: you know the stories were all brought about by NBC coverage and sam NBC has said that the two thousand and twelve London Olympic Games were the most watched u s TV event in history with 219.4 million People viewing at least part of it—amazing.
1: That—that is—that is truly amazing, and they did a great job of, of just covering everything. And they—they uh, they gave you access online, so if you was at work and you had like five or ten minutes, you can—you can tune in and watch it, depending on what cable network you had. And uh, you know, it, it was just truly amazing. And uh, then you look at someone like Allison Felix. You know, she came up short in the last two Olympics in the two hundred meters, and. uh this time, uh, a lot of hard work and dedication. Just think about eight years of disappointment, you know, when she was the favorite in her event and to finally persevere and finally get that gold medal in the 200-meter um, event. And then she also w- was a part of the 4 by 100 team that just set the track on fire and set a new world record. Uh, you know, they beat a record that, that stood for 27 years, and uh, not only did they beat it, they just... They shattered it, you know, right. by point, point, uh, 55 hundredths of a second. And in the track world, that, that is a lot of time. You know, sometimes you might look at that and say, Oh, that's not much. But in, in track and field, that is a very big feat. And, uh, you know, so I just want to tip my hat to those women and the outstanding job that they did. She was also part of the four by 400 relay team. Uh, we men- we mentioned, uh, Sonya Richardson Ross last week. Uh, she won two gold medals in the four by 100 relay. She was a part of that world record-setting uh, team, and uh, she also won a 400-meter uh, gold medal. So just just an amazing job. Our soccer women—they did a great soccer job. Soccer women, yeah. The, you know, and, uh, it's just like it, it was—it was great. They really stood up and they said, "Hey, we're not going to take a back seat to no one." And uh, they did an outstanding job of competing and doing what they had to do. But uh, let's, okay, let's we we have a caller. Let's, let's try, try to,
2: to hook up again. Hi, you're live in the air. Well, for some reason, it's not on this end. Um, we're not hooking up telephonically, and I don't know what it is. It is a long-distance call from—actually, uh, it's a foreign call. So, uh,
1: who could that be? Well, well who you could never be? know. We—we—we we, got to keep going. So, well, uh, pa- pandemime, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but 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 uh, yeah, just you know the um, the the U.S. women—they did a great job of uh, of competing and. Uh, just congratulations to them it was a wonderful job all of our athletes you know those are some of the success stories and uh with success there's always some heartbreaking stories but the point is you know you train to compete and do the best you can you're not going to always be victorious and uh that that's a lesson for a lot of our listeners especially our young athletes that they can take and learn from. Sometimes, sometimes you're going to train your best, you're going to compete, and you're going to give it your all, and you're going to come up short. And you know, um, you're going to have to pick yourself up from that disappointment. You're going to have to keep working hard and just continue to strive to get better. And uh, for some of these athletes, this is going to be the last Olympics that they're going to be able to compete in. So uh, for them, there there will be disappointment. But I, I guess you have to ask yourself, if how many people get to compete? at that level it's almost like becoming a professional baseball player a professional basketball player or a hockey player you know the chances you got a better chance in some cases of being hit by lightning than to compete as a professional athlete and for them to make it to the olympics they are the best of the best regardless if they have a gold or silver or bronze medal so i believe
2: the total number of athletes that were reported when they paraded in were five hundred and twenty nine athletes out of all of the united states and uh... some of the bigger companies uh, britain that was a host nation had a few more china had tons, <laughs> half a billion i don't know they had, they had a lot let me ask you this question sam um... and this this is important to this the olympics of course is an international sport it's recognized worldwide how important was this to our stature as a nation in the world, are we looking at since we were so superior at the sporting events? Do you think that this bodes well for our position in the world?
1: I think it do. And uh, as an athlete, and uh, just as a country, I will say that we are very competitive. Uh, we want to be the best of the best. We we strive to be the leaders and best, and uh, we want to go. We wanted to go out and put on a good performance. And uh our athletes did that and uh it it just just lets you know that the the u s is here we're not going anywhere and and we're continuing to try to get better in all aspects of a country and uh you know internationally we're we're competing worldwide, just not in the u s and uh you know america america the beautiful you know this is this is one of the few places that you can come as a foreigner as a foreigner, and you can become As successful as you want to be, you know, a lot of countries put stipulations on the type of income you can make, and that's one of the great things about America, and I think that's one of the things that make America so beautiful and uh, why people want to be a part of America. Now, the
2: United States uh, was the leading medal winner. China was second. Great Britain third. And Russia. Those are the big four. Do those nations, because of their superiority, not only present but past, do you think that discourages the smaller countries from coming or trying to develop programs? Or do you, do you feel that it just has such stature and everybody is available to come that they'll work hard to get there?
1: I think some of the smaller countries. Uh... Me personally, I, I would try to focus on uh, just finding my niche, you know, just find an area that, that I'm going to be good at. Like if you look at the uh, the Africans, uh, the, the Kenyan runners, they're, they're good in the long distance, and uh, they, they do a great job in, in doing that. And, and it's almost like uh, I, I'll compare it to being a team. If, if you're a running team, you know, you're going to do what you do best. So uh, a lot of times maybe you want to just focus on a, a couple areas instead of trying to be great in everything, you know, um, the U. China, Great Britain, and Russia, they have the, ben- uh, the benefit of, of being able to have great athletes in a lot of different areas so they can kind of focus on more than one event. And, and that's, a, that's a great thing. That's a great benefit for us. Uh, but, uh, hey, guys, we got to take a quick commercial break. You'll be, We'll be right back. You're listening to the Sports Info UM on Voice of America. The Crab Stop. Garlic crabs, steam crabs, the best crabs in town. The Crab Stop. Garlic crabs, steam crabs, the best
3: garlic crabs in town. 933 West International Speedway, Daytona Beach, Florida. Daily lunch and drink specials. Steam blue crabs, fried blue crabs, gator bites, all kinds of soup, lobster bisque, clam chowder, tilapia fried, fried whiting. Table combos daily. Don't forget to come to the Crab Stop. 933 West International Speedway Boulevard, Daytona Beach, Florida. 386-253-4616. Sports Info loves the Crab Stop.
1: In the market for photos, call Swords Photography at 904-885-3541 or email us at swordsphotography at yahoo.com we are here to serve all your needs from little league to big league and everything in between mention sports info and receive a 10% discount we can be reached by phone again at 904-885-3541 or by email at swordsphotography at yahoo.com Swords Photography, here to serve your needs from Little League to Big League and everything in between.
0: What? $120
3: an hour just to work on my car?
1: How about
2: $49 for a labor hour? State-certified auto mechanics, state-of-the-art equipment, 50 years of combined experience. David Moore Auto Service, located just south of Herbert Street in Port Orange. 3664 Jackson Street in Port Orange. 290-4866. 290-4866. Give them a call. $49 for labor hours? David Moore Auto Service.
3: Let me tell you about one of my favorite people Jimmy's Mobile Mechanic Service. 386 576 3442. Emergency roadside assistant, automobile and diesel repair. From brakes to oil change and radiators and starters. No job too big or too small. Jimmy can do it all. 386 576 3442. Low rates. Jimmy will come to you. Jimmy's Mobile Mechanic, 386-576-3442
0: tuned in to sports info um with daryl and sam call us today at 386-523-1380 that's 386-523-1380 or send us an email at sports um 3793 at gmail.com now back to the show
1: welcome back to sports info um uh, you're listening to us live on voice america Uh, we have daryl back with us uh you know we were talking about some of the great performances that our women had in the u.s olympics so now it's time to give some of our male athletes uh credit where credit is due and uh is there any performances that stand out to you daryl oh
4: man you'd have to say that uh... hussein boat and the jamaican olympic uh... four by one hundred meter relay team uh... they broke the world record
1: definitely stands out uh you know just uh both both whole uh thing coming into the Olympics is that he wanted to be remembered as a living legend and uh in my opinion he might be the greatest track athlete ever with the performance that he's done, what he's done, you know, he's three three peated from the Beijing Olympics, and he did the same thing this time. When uh, when you win the one hundred to two hundred, and you're a part of the four by one hundred, he he did everything that you can ask of him.
4: Definitely, and you know, I think he has to be going. He has to go down considered in the same category as Carl Lewis, one of the greatest Olympic track and field runners ever.
1: Carl Lewis, uh, Jesse Owens, Jackie curse uh, you know, th- this man is in uncharted territory and, uh, there's really a great chance at the tender age of 25 that, uh, he can be, he can compete in another game. And if he can, if he can pull off what he just pulled off, there's no doubt that he's the greatest of all time. Uh, maybe he want to focus on one or two events, but if, if he can come back, and win again in the fashion that he's done it. There's, there's just no doubt. And uh, you know, what really gets me is all of the, the the distractions he had coming in. People saying that he was not the favorite. Uh, you know, he was defeated by his training partner, and and for him to just show everybody that hey, when I'm healthy, there's no doubt I'm the best guy in track and field.
4: No doubt. And um, I even think that if he can come back and win maybe just one silver medal and one gold medal. He go down as being the greatest track and field runner to ever live. Uh
1: that 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 is definite. But you know, you you can't talk about the Olympic games if uh you don't talk about Mr. 22 medals, Mr. 18 gold medals. Uh you, you know, Mr. Ryan felt uh what more can he do and uh you know, he said that he swam for his last gold medal, and uh, he really went out in great fashion. And um, he said that his goal was not to win medals. It was to inspire people all around the world. And uh, I just want to let you know, Mr. Phelps, that you have done an outstanding job of inspiring uh, everyone around the world. And if you are the gold standard when it comes to swimming, and uh, I don't think we'll ever see what Mr. Phelps accomplished, done again.
4: I, I would have to agree. And um, I have to make a comment about something I said last week. I said, you know, swimming, swimming, this is not considered to be a great sport. However, it puts the effort that Michael Phelps has put into his event. Um, you know, that, that, that's a feat in itself. You know, he has to have, that the work that he put in, you see it paid off for him. And and. and you have to credit an athlete that's going to be putting in that much work. You know, getting up 4:30 in the morning, swimming until about 12 in the afternoon, then coming back and doing the same routine again in the afternoon, doing this day after day after day, and it paid off for him. I just saw a little uh, a little a tidbit while I was here in Europe that um, swimming, based on the U.S. Olympic Committee paid more for swimming than they paid for any other sport. And it paid off because we got more gold medals and more medals in the sport of swimming than we got in any other sport in the Olympics, in the Summer Olympics.
1: And, and you know, sometimes people t- can take uh swimming for granted. But like you said, all of the training that he had to do, just staying mentally focused and and being able to get up morning after morning and to train and uh, and to be disciplined and to eat right. You know, th- that's really the equivalent of of going through tour days, like old school tour days, not not the new concept tour days where they go tour day one a day. You know, you have to put in a lot of work, and uh, you know, all of these athletes they do a. They do an outstanding job because you're not only competing against the best in your country, you're competing against the best in the world. And uh selfishly, I wish that um, he would alter his schedule and come back in 16 and maybe swim in two or three events. And, uh, and I think he would be very successful if he made that decision. But also, you know, when your legacy has already been set, what more is there for him to accomplish? He, he's chasing himself.
4: I agree. And I I really, I really applaud him for coming out and say, "Hey, this is it. This is it. I will not be back for another Olympics." You know, you gotta applaud a man for standing up for something that he believes in, and he believes that he's he he set he set marks that probably no man or woman will ever will ever reach. So uh, I don't think he has anything to come back for. You know, Hussein Bolt, on the other hand, he's still a young man, and he's, he he can maybe go on to maybe the 400 and the 200. Not to say any, not to say that he cannot make it back to the Olympics in the 100. But I could easily see him being a very competitive runner in the 400.
1: Especially with his long strides, you know, that that would be a natural transition for him. And, and maybe that's something that he's looking at. I know he mentioned in the Olympics that he was ready and willing if he was needed to um, join the 4x400 relay team. So uh, that, that's something that we can definitely uh, maybe possibly look out for. But I also want to um, mention Ryan Lockby because, you know, in, in my opinion, as great as Phelps is, you know, a lot – I feel that he owe a lot of his success to Ryan, you know, just having somebody that that's there, that's training with you, that's competing against you, that's going to make you better. Cause sometime as an athlete, if there's no one to push you, then uh, you're not going to get any better if you don't have that self discipline. So I, I really want to credit this guy. I mean, he had an outstanding Olympics, and he's just really, he's been overshadowed by Michael Phelps, but he's an outstanding swimmer in his own right. So, you know, I want to congratulate him and, uh, just all of our athletes for the job the the great job that they did in going out and competing and representing the United States in the right way.
4: Oh yeah, and you know I heard you mention the women the women's Olympic team and man I, I really agree with you with everything you said about applauding the women and their performance in the Olympics. However, I really want to give a special applause to the women's 4 by 100 meter relay team, who came up strong and beat the Jamaican women team, who came in first and third in the 100 meters, and they were almost the favorite to win the 4 by 100 meter relay, and they and they didn't. Uh, but the women's came, the women USA women came up strong and did their thing, and I think they've it was outstanding. Great race to watch, and wouldn't mind seeing it again.
1: Uh, It it was an outstanding uh, race And you know They they beat Like I mentioned earlier They beat a 27 year old Mark By .55 seconds And you know That's not an easy feat When you're talking about About the 4 by 100 So you know You you have to tip your hat to them They did an outstanding job And and again Our women's basketball team Has just been dominant But uh, you know Speaking of basketball Our men They got the job done uh, In a close game you gotta, you gotta tip your hat to Spain. They played an outstanding game. But just, uh, you know, the poise of, of our team, uh, not, not, Choking under pressure, you Bending, know. Bending but not breaking. Yes, and uh, you, you're talking about Kevin Durant played an outstanding game, and, and you knew he would be special, uh, a guy that can shoot the ball, and he's basically shooting a college three-pointer. He did an outstanding job. Uh LeBron James was his usual self, and uh Kobe Bryant, you know, it seems like the bigger the moment, the better Kobe plays. And uh just an overall great team performance and uh you know coach K said that the attitude of this team was outstanding. It was basically coach whatever you want me to do, I'm going to put my ego aside and I'm going to do it for the for the good of the team. And uh you know that's just an outstanding thing and uh we're truly going to miss coach K, you know. He said that this was his last game. He's an outstanding guy. He's an outstanding coach and uh just being able to get that collective group of superstars to play together as a team you know, you have to tip your hat to them because that's not always easy when you got a group of guys who are used to being the man. And just think about it, they were running a boxing one on Durant, and they had Kobe Bryant and uh, LeBron James on the field, on the court. So th- that's that's unusual. But he he was playing that well, and uh, just an outstanding performance by our men.
2: Thirty points for Kevin Durant. You all had a uh, Darrell and Sam. You had. A uh, question going back a couple weeks ago which is the better team the 92 team or this 12 team and uh, I think it was answered I think statistically the 92 team was better unless you consider the uh, depth of the uh, competition from that particular time Daryl Oliver what do you think who was the best team the 1992 or the 2012 men's basketball team
4: you know, Rona, you make a very good point. I think the uh, basketball around the world has actually caught up with the USA basketball. And when you look at the number of players in the NBA that played in the Olympics that did not play on the USA team, you got to say that basketball has caught up to the USA. And I have to say that um, the dream team with Michael Jordan on it by himself, it stands out. And there will be no team as good as that team ever, I don't think. And I really think that when you start looking at at the Argentinian team, at the Spain team with the Gasol brothers, when you look at um um um, um what's the guy name for San Antonio who's playing Tony Parker and Tony Tony Parker and Ginobili who's playing for the Argentinian team, I think those guys let us see that basketball around the world is a is a phenomenal sport. And it's easy to play. You know, don't, let's don't get it twisted. Basketball, all you need is a is a hoop, a ball, and a pair of tennis shoes. And some people don't even need a tennis shoe. Well,
2: you need the hoops, too. De-
1: Sam, who do you think, 92 or 12? Uh, I'm biased to the 92 team, but I, I will say... The twelve team faced better competition because now uh the goal of David stern was to go to grow basketball into a global sport and and I really feel that we're probably about eighty five percent Towards being a global sport, so and a lot of these uh, foreign teams have NBA players. I think the Spain team had nine players that uh, has NBA experience. But uh, I just think from an overall talent standpoint, the '92 team you'll never be able to put put a team together that has 11 Hall of
3: Famers on it. Uh, hey, that's our cue, guys. We're gonna be right back. Too small. Jimmy can do it all. Three eight six five seven six three four four two. Low rates. Jimmy will come to you. Jimmy's Mobile Mechanic, 386-576-3442.
0: You're tuned in to Sports Info U.M. with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 386-523-1380. That's 386-523-1380. Or send us an email at UM 3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show
1: welcome back to sports info um uh if you would like to join this conversation we can be reached at three eight six five two three thirteen eighty hey uh you know we've uh we touched on olympics and uh the 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 theme this week was uh goodbye olympics hello football you know it's time for some football there is a uh we had a whole week of preseason. uh Every team after tonight, the Cowboys in Oakland are currently playing. It's a 0 0 game. We'll have played at least one preseason game. And uh, But, but the, the big news in the NFL today is uh, Chad Ocho slash Chad Johnson has been released by the Miami Dolphins. Uh, so, uh, you know, hey, let, let's just hop right into that, Darrell. What, what are your thoughts? And uh, uh, did. Think they jump the um, jumped the gun uh, a little too early.
4: You know, um, Roland, I gotta I gotta tell you, man, I love the sound of the Press. I really <laughs> love the sound. Of the press. <laughs> hey, but I, I I can't say they jumped the gun with Chad o- Ochocinco because you know Chad has a has history of some antics, and I just don't think the new coach in Miami was ready for the antics. He's a serious guy. He really wanted to start off. Start this thing off fresh and new, and on the right track. And I think Chad took them down a the road that were not ready to go down right now, and they just didn't want to go down that bumpy road with him, so they cut him, man.
1: Yeah, and you you got to think uh, you, you have a, a first year coach, you know, Joe Philbin. Uh, you have to set the tone. He he is the leader of that organization, and he had to do what's best for the team, not not the individual. At the end of the day, it's about the team, and uh, Chad has been a great talent but when he's coming off a year like he did in New England and uh you know there there's pretty pretty much a zero talent tolerance for uh that type of behavior and uh that domestic dispute didn't do him any good and uh as good as he's been in his career you know we have to be thinking that this might have been the last time we see Chad Johnson on the NFL team
4: no, I, I, would, I would disagree with that. I really think that wide receivers are needed so desperately in this league, even people like Patrick coming back this year and working out for New England right now, I think that Chad will be on a team in the next couple of weeks and probably be more productive this year than he was last year in, in New England. However, you have to wonder about Chad. Is it, is it he's trying to build his career as a – as a porn star? Is he trying to build his career as a reality TV star like his as his wife is? Or what is the deal with this dude? You know, is he trying to set himself up for an acting career when they, when his football career is over? So you just really wonder what's going on with him,
2: man. I want to clarify something. Would Chad uh, possibly, Chad Johnson, his contract, would it still be something that the Dolphins have to? pay for, and therefore they have control over whether he would even go to another team? Is that possible?
1: His his contract is not guaranteed. He signed the one-year uh, veterans minimum deal for around $972,000. Oh, is that all? Now, <laughs> now, now, if he was on their roster the first week of the season, that contract will become guaranteed because of his years of service. But that contract is not guaranteed. He's free to sign with whatever team that picks him up. But I, I guess my thing is, you're talking about a guy that's 34 years old. He struggled to uh, pick up the New England playbook. And and in order for the Dolphins to cut him with their receiving core, he couldn't have been setting training camp on fire. So, so now... As good as he's been in the past, I don't see him being no more than a an injury placement a couple weeks into the season if if someone get hurt. But it's almost like the T.O. effect. You're talking about a veteran guy who's not lo- known to have strong leadership. So do you want to bring in a guy like Chad Ochocinco to mentor your young receiving core? And, and to answer your reality, reality uh, TV question, VH1 has dropped. the the Eva and Chad uh, reality show that was supposed to debut on September the 3rd because they take these matters seriously. And also the NFL is going to take these matters seriously. Now, if Chad was 27 and coming off of an 80 to 90 uh, reception, 1,500-yard season, then this might be a different conversation but Chad is 34 he's coming off an 11 or 12 catch season and he hasn't been productive in the last year so you got to take all those things into well, account Well there might also. be
2: something that I missed gentlemen because Chad Johnson is accused of domestic abuse supposedly he head-butted his wife of 1 month and he was arrested for domestic abuse. Now, the last time I checked, we live in the United States of America, and we pride ourselves on being innocent until proven guilty. Why this rush to judgment both by the TV and by the Dolphins?
4: Because he has a history of dirty laundry. You know, not necessarily dirty laundry, but he has history of antics. And I think the NFL is trying to get away from this. And I know the Miami Dolphins and Coach Philman, who is a new coach with the team, who came from a program in Green Bay where they didn't have this kind of nonsense, they didn't tolerate it, and he's not going to tolerate it in Miami. And I think he's sending a message to his team. If you will cut Chad Johnson, he'll cut anybody.
1: Uh, I kind of disagree on that. You're, you're, you're cutting a 34-year-old Chad Johnson. You're not cutting a Chad Johnson in his prime. So, you know, to me, it's more like he's being scapegoated. So we're going to use him as the example. He's 34 years old. We can't have this domestic dispute. You know, Chad is more known for his antics, you know, his playful antics. You know, he's been a great receiver. And this is very unfortunate for him. Uh, I, I was very excited when the Dolphins signed him. He was trying to rebuild his image. He changed his name back to Chad Johnson from Ocho Cinco. To me, I, I look at it as uh, him being scapegoated. It, it's, it's easy to cut the 34-year-old guy who who's coming off a lackluster season from the Patriots. Uh, Again, it's my strong belief. If he was coming off a great season, it would have been they wouldn't have cut him. And uh, you know, Carlos Dansby, he uh, he he was not pleased with the uh, the cut. He's saying if he's our guy, we should have stuck with him and if uh, it's going to create more chaos by them getting rid of them because now all of the players in the locker room, gonna, the only thing they're going to be asked is, hey, what do you think about Chad Johnson being released? So you're talking about a media circus now. Well, Chad Johnson,
2: bye-bye, Chad. He's there. But hello, Andrew Luck. Hey. Talk
1: about the luck of the first pass, the luck a little
2: the, little dump pass. A, a dump pass. And a happens,
1: touchdown? That happens to go 63 yards to Donald Brown. You know, he did a great job of sidestepping the pressure and, and dumping the ball off on the screen, played to Donald Brown. And uh, Donald Brown did an outstanding job of finding the end zone with blockers in front of him. But, you know, a lot of talk about Andrew Luck. Pinpoint accuracy, uh, a guy that's poised beyond his years, uh, the best quarterback prospect to enter the draft since 1983. And uh, John Elway, and uh, it, he looks like a young paid Manning out there. He's in control of the uh, offense. He's getting to the line of the play that, uh, that stood out in my mind is uh, when there was a play that could have been reviewed, and he, he uh, no huddled the, the offense to the line of scrimmage, and he ran the quick play so the Rams wouldn't have time to review the play. I mean, that's a veteran move. Uh, he finished 10 of 16, 188 yards, and two touchdowns in a 38 to 3 victory. So uh, I, I'm sure the are very excited, even though I see them as no more than a four-win team. But uh, when they get the pieces around Andrew Luck, I think he's going to be an outstanding quarterback like Peyton Manning.
4: Well, I think that's going to take some time for sure. And let's don't get excited too much, guys, about preseason. Most of these veterans in the NFL are only going to play one series, maybe two series early in the preseason. So Andrew Luck is playing against some guys that he probably won't ever see again in the NFL.
1: You know, he played 24 plays. I think he plays three series two of them was against the first defense. Now, you know the first play is going to be against the first defense, but I agree with you 100% on that. Uh, A lot of times in the preseason, your starters, they're going to play one series, maybe two series, and then it's going to be a bunch of back-end guys that are competing to make the team and uh, to fill those last three or four roster spots. Uh, Some of the the draft picks, they're going to get a lot of playing time because you're trying to get them ready and caught up to the speed of the game. So, I, I totally agree with you in that aspect. So, uh, during the preseason, don't get too excited, don't get too low. The game that you really want to keep an eye on and see how your team is going to do, in my opinion, is you want to watch that third preseason game because that's normally when the starters, uh, just speaking from experience, that's when they play two-and-a-half quarters, and then after that they're going to rest for that final game. But, uh, you know, we have a full slate of uh, preseason games to discuss. But there's, there's one other big uh, story out there, uh, Asamoah. Namdi Asenwa from the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. He was carted off the field today after colliding with safety, Nate Allen. And uh, he's a very big part of what the Eagles are trying to do defensively. You're talking about one of the best cover corners in all of football being carted off the field. So, uh, you know, that's definitely a story that we want to keep our eye on.
4: Well, Sam, you and I both know a lot of these veteran guys, man, um, they don't like to practice in the preseason. They don't like going through these tough, tough uh, dog days of summer. So expect him to be ready for the first game of the season for sure.
1: Hey, that's, that's, that's a, that's a way to definitely get a week or two off of practice. You miss a preseason game, you, uh, you condition, you stay sharp, you watch film, you mentor the young guys. Uh, that's definitely, uh, definitely, definitely a way to do that. But hey, uh, let's get into this, uh, this Redskins versus the Buffalo Bills game. You know, that was a, a hard fought 7-6 victory by the Redskins. And, uh, you know, we talked about Andrew Luck earlier, but, uh, what did you think about RG3's uh, pro, de- uh, pro debut, uh, the number two overall pick in the NFL draft with the Washington Redskins?
4: You know, I think we, it's, it's the same as I feel about Andrew Luck. I really think we have to wait and see. You know, uh, he found the rhythm in the game, three passes, 58 yards. Um, the longest one was a 28-yard touchdown to Pierre Garçon. I, I really think he's he's a work in progress. I think he's going to have a better better season than Andrew Luck because I think he's going to have bigger pieces around him than Andrew Luck did. Done. All
1: right, hey guys, you're listening to Sports Info U.M. on Voice America. We'll be right back after the break. The Crab Stop, Garlic Crabs, Steam Crabs, the best crabs in town. The Crab Stop. Garlic crabs, steamed crabs, the best garlic crabs in town. 933 West International
3: Speedway, Daytona Beach, Florida. Daily lunch and drink specials. Steamed blue crabs, fried blue crabs, gator bites, all kinds of soup, lobster bisque, clam chowder, tilapia fried, fried whiting, table combos daily. Don't forget to come to the crab stock. 933 West International Speedway Boulevard, Daytona Beach, Florida, 386-253-4616. Sports Info. Loves the crab stop.
1: In the market for photos, call Swords Photography at... 904-885-3541 or email us at swordsphotography at yahoo.com we are here to serve all your needs from little league to big league and everything in between mention sports info and receive a 10% discount we can be reached by phone again at 904-885-3541 or by email at swordsphotography at yahoo.com swords photography here to serve your needs from little league to big league and everything in between
2: has your insurance been canceled or non-renewed have your premiums increased dramatically are you looking for a new agent why don't you call accord insurance located in palm coast florida today accord insurance offers home flood auto business life and health insurance at affordable rates from a-rated carriers talk to an accord insurance agent today three eight six four four seven Eight nine five zero 9 or www.accordinsurancepalmcoast.com. Accord Insurance, Volusia and Flagler County's premier insurance agency, providing you with quality insurance you
0: can afford.
1: Livingston, Wolverton, and Sword, PA, a full-service law firm located at 20 Airport Road, Suite A, Palm Coast, Florida, serving Volusia, St. John's, Flagler, and Putnam Counties, practicing in the areas of bankruptcy, divorce, and child support, injunctions, criminal defense, foreclosure defense, real estate, probate, and general business litigation. Need help? Call Livingston, Wolverton, and Sword, PA, at 386-437-5833. The number again, it's 386-437-5833. For an appointment and mention this ad, and your consultation is on the house. Livingston, Wilmington & Sword, PA, Attorneys at Law, The Obvious Choice.
0: Into Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 386 523 1380. That's 386 523 1380. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum Info UM 3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Sports Info UM on Voice America. You'd like to join this call, give us please feel free. Our number is 386-523-1380, and it looks as if we have a caller on the line. Go ahead, caller. How you doing? Dan. How you hey. doing, Daytona Dan?
2: Good. Hey, uh the
3: last year, the Packers had the backup quarterback that set the record with six touchdown touchdown passes. I think he went to Seattle.
1: Matt Flynn. Flynn, yeah. Is that Flynn? F L Y N N. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, um, have you how have you heard how he's doing? Or do you think he'll have a chance to be the? The leading quarterback out there. Or? Well, when you're paid that type of money in free agency, you're pretty much guaranteed to be a starter. No owner wants to uh, to pay thirty plus million dollars to a guy to sit on the bench. And uh, you know they said he was in a tight quarterback battle, but they also named him the starter for the first preseason game. Uh, can you hold on for a minute, Darrell? Yeah, com- I'm
2: here. Your comment.
4: Well, I I think. I think Matt Flynn might be the same, same thing as what we're looking at in Arizona with Kevin Cobb. I think he was a one-hit wonder last year, and I think he got a bunch of money for not being a very successful quarterback, for not being a very good quarterback. He wasn't a very good quarterback at LSU, and I don't see him being a very good quarterback in the NFL.
1: Hey uh you know everybody loves to back up um uh, I I'm excited to uh, to see how Flynn uh do out in Seattle but the main thing for me being a former player you always like to see a guy get paid because in a lot of instances you uh you you you, pay, you play and you never get to reap the benefits of uh, getting that big contract so regardless of how he turn out uh I'm just excited that uh, he was able to cash in and take advantage of his opportunities. Hey, the jury's still out there, so uh, we'll definitely be watching on Sports Info UM to see how Matt Flynn produces in Seattle. We
2: talked a lot about the Olympic basketball. There's been a lot of movement in the uh, NBA.
1: The news, of course, of Dwight Howard. Hey, uh, Dwight Howard, he kicked, he screamed, he, (laughs) he kicked and screamed a little bit more. And he finally got shipped out of Orlando. Uh, me personally, I don't like the trade. Uh, I think Orlando should have been a little bit more patient. They would have got a lot more out of it. But me being a big time Laker fan, I'm excited for LA. And, uh, you know, to me, that just changed the whole dynamic of the NBA season. When, <laughs> when you're talking about Dwight Howard, Kobe Bryant, Paul Gasol, and Steve Nash in the same lineup, you know, before, I would have said OKC would have had a, a very great chance of going back to the finals, but now I I think the whole landscape of the NBA, the championship goes through LA now.
4: I I would have to agree with that. But when you look back in history, and we look at some of the great centers that the Lakers have been able to pick up throughout the years, Will Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaquille O'Neal. And now they have the White House. Come on, man. And every one of those guys won a world championship. So I I would have to assume that if the White House can come back healthy, he'll be one of those guys that won another world championship with the Lakers. One of of those big men, those seven footers that won another world championship with the Lakers.
2: I tell you what, as as an Orlando Magic fan, I'm tired of being a training ground.
1: I I, I know, you know, (laughs) I, I was looking at a stat. If if I if I'm a team that has the number one pick, I'm not going to take a center because since 1985, since the lottery was established, only two centers, true centers, has won a, a championship. Number one overall picks has won a championship with their original team, David Robinson and Tim Duncan, and they needed each other. And you know, uh, the Orlando Magic, they have been very fortunate. In the last 20 plus years, to be able to pick possibly two of the best centers of all time in Shaq and Howard to watch them go away. And they're both going to L.A., man. So I, I just tell you, that's just bad luck.
4: <laughs> you know, and, I, and you got to wonder why would they make this same trade that they made, I don't know, 15 years ago with Shaquille O'Neal? Why? Why would you trade another seven-footer possibly to win another championship to the same team that you sent Shaq to? That well, doesn't make sense to me. Anybody but uh, L.A. Lakers.
2: you got to remember Shaq, when he left, they kept him till his final year of free agency. When he left, they really didn't get anything for him. And they said, hey, this time we got to get something for them. And the significance was, is there's four number one draft picks over the next two years in 13 and 14 that they're going to be able to
1: pick up. That may be able to help them. They're going to have to do a a great job in the uh, scouting department. But right now, basically, you're telling your fans that, hey, we are rebuilding. So, you know, it's going to be tough. I, I. if 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 I'm a fan, you need to lower the ticket prices. You need to lower the prices of hot dogs. You need to lower the prices of soda. I mean, you, you have to do something to entice me to come out and, and watch you play. And, uh, you know, being a Laker fan, Kobe Bryant, I, I think this add a year or two to his career. But the great thing for Dwight Howard is he does not have to be the guy that has the pressure to score you know you have a guy like kobe bryant you have a very polished Post player like Paul Gasol, and you have a guy like Steve Nash feeding you the ball, he can really focus on being a great defensive player, establish himself as an offensive player, and really learn how to be a leader from Kobe. Because I can gar—I guarantee you one thing Kobe, being the basketball historian he is, he is trying to get that six championship so he can be mentioned in the same breath as you know who Michael Jordan. <laughs>
4: I don't, I don't doubt that. But I think we have to look at the White House injury. And a back injury is probably one of the most serious injuries you could have as an athlete. It really is a serious injury. And I think he's even had an injury where he had, uh, vertebrates maybe removed from his back. So I think this is something we're going to have to watch and pay attention to. And I don't think, I, I, if, if his injury is, is severe, I don't see him having the same kind of career that a Kareem abdul jabbar or even Shaquille O'Neal had.
1: I'll tell you one thing about uh, these great pro franchises. I, I guarantee you they had the best doctors in the world looking at his back looking at his x-rays making sure his uh his therapy is on track and uh for all we know dwight howard could have had a scratch on his back and uh pretended that he had back surgery as a way of getting out of Orlando. but uh you know if if you're the lakers if you're the lakers (laughs) if you're jerry Buss, you're not going to make that trade if you didn't do your homework hey guys uh you know it's been another great great show on uh Sports Info U M on Voice America. Uh, I'd like to thank Roland for doing an outstanding You're job welcome. as always. Uh, Daryl, bring me a gift back. That's right, long distance, me very long distance. Bring me and Roland a gift back, and uh, we look <laughs> you forward. It, we look forward to uh, our audience calling in and becoming an even more part of this show. Uh, continue to call in. You can check us out on uh, Facebook at Sports Info U M on Facebook. Uh, We'll see you next week, guys. See you down that sports road.
4: Take care, guys.
0: Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more Sports Info U.M., we'll see you then.